Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is. Okay, I'm just going to get into it. Is this one of the greatest films of all time? I feel like we say that every week, but every week it's been true. Every week it has been true. We are only covering masterpieces. Um... (laughs) This is maybe the most excited I've ever been coming into a recording. Yeah, Jordan is unbelievably hyped. You're decked head to toe in Boston sports gear. Yes. Which I'm impressed that you still have, honestly. You would think I would... How dare you assume that I would get rid of it? I think my last Boston Red Sox shirt that I had, I got rid of when I went into high school... Wow, I'm constantly buying New Jersey's hats. Every yeah. if you look if the Sox win, you gotta you know get the championship memorabilia gear. You gotta get your favorite players' jerseys. I mean, do you? I'm exposing myself. Um, kind of rude that they don't go to a Sox game in this. It movie. is you know it is rude that there is not a visual at least of Fenway Park. Yeah, you DiCaprio know? wears a lot of Sox hats. There's a lot of Sox hats. Uh, freaking Jack Nicholson wears a Yankees hat just because he couldn't wear like he didn't want to wear a Red Sox hat. You should have pulled a ben the Affleck. Ben Affleck and yep. Gone Girl and gone with the Mets. Look, I will defend Ben Affleck making that decision in Gone Girl for the end of my days. Such an unprofessional. But you can't is, look, say look. you can't defend you can't not defend Ben Affleck and then Jack Nicholson. Defend yeah. Jack, like sure. it's the same thing. But like thing. I would never be caught dead wearing a Yankees hat. Even if it was for a film, I would do that thing. Like it is sacrilegious. Yeah. You can't even not put into words the level of disgust that I would have for myself. I mean, we all know that Boston sports fans are the worst fans in the world. The greatest fans in the world. And also the greatest fans in the world. Yeah. Um, Boston, you know, a great city. Okay. Uh, Boston is like the movies that are set in Boston, I think are the best city movies in the world because they're much more specific than a New York set movie or an LA set movie. But no other city besides Boston has just like the raw passion Very and patriotism agri- <laughs> you're saying, for Boston. So you're saying, uh, you know, residents of Boston and or the greater Massachusetts, New England area are aggressive in our love of uh, said city. Yeah. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. And okay, so we both. Should, you know, we, should we put some forks and knives down? And went to school in Boston. Went to school in Boston. Um, grew up in New England. Yeah, I mean, me specifically in Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm, specifically but I'm from all, New Hampshire, like, and there's nothing enough. in New Hampshire. It's basically Massachusetts. Yeah. No, it's like but the same. I'm not the kind of crazed fan that you are. I think because I had a little bit of you had distance. some separation. Yeah. No, Who I mean, are we? Should should we say no? Um, <laughs> yes. I'm Brooke Solomon. I'm Jordan. I live or die Boston sports Gustafson. Yep. Um, we're friends as you can tell we Unfortunately, both yeah. are from the boston area um, neither of us have an accent no i do at sports games yeah have you you've, we've never been to a game though with me though so no i haven't but i will say when you're driving and you get road rage the the, the boston look, accent not comes out road a rage bit. when i get upset at la drivers because they're worse than massachusetts drivers which is a fact which is Pretty hard, hard to, to do. do because mass holes are bad drivers. Yeah. Um, but the mass hole definitely comes out. Oh, the mass hole leaps out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fun. So, yeah. So, we are talking The Departed today. Yes. 2000. The Dearly Departed, 2006. Six is The Departed. Martin Scorsese's great film. I would rank it as some of his best. Oh, work. totally. It's so crazy that Scorsese directed this because he's much more of a New York guy. Yes. But I like that he veers into this territory. But this is the only film really when he veers into boston territory right 
Uh, uh, uh. What am I forgetting? You're forgetting a couple of duly appointed federal marshals oh my. taking a trip to Shutter Island. I totally forgot about Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a beautiful one-two combo pack. Yeah, it's incredible. Those two films really cemented like my, my love of Boston. Uh, I saw both of them probably too young, or definitely this film too young. Uh, I don't know what your experience was. I don't have like a first time seeing this, but all I know is that my aunts introduced me at a age that was this is 2006 i was still on the younger side of things when i saw this the year that it came out um but uh, my family you know as i think we discussed last episode um a lot of massachusetts pride a lot of boston pride and so anything kind of shot there set there they're like fuck it we gotta watch and so uh Saw this very young. Yeah, that's the other thing is because there's not too many Boston movies, every Boston movie becomes like an event. Oh, absolutely. For everyone in yes. Boston. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw this. I think probably the same. My dad, it was probably on cable one night and my dad was like oh brooke this is what you might call cinema why don't you sit down and watch it i think i must have been old enough that i was thinking about film school or something Mm -hmm. because that's when my parents were like i guess you should maybe watch pulp fiction if you want boy they were like oh so like everyone likes that right (laughs) yeah but Mm -hmm. i think this was in the canon of oh you should see this it's 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 a film i love that i mean i think it is interesting this film obviously a best picture winner winner um probably is this the, the, obviously the first best picture winner that we've covered? I wonder yeah. how many we'll actually cover. Um, Not many. Because no. especially, you know now in present day there's really not a ton of crossover between four quadrant movies and 100 awards attention yeah. no it's yeah. wild i kind of wish they would bring it back we're seeing it a little bit mad max a star mm-hmm. is born <sighs> green book but um so mad but you know for a long time it was really the highbrow art yeah. pieces but not even the good highbrow art pieces totally. i mean we all know what a shitty oscar film oh looks some, like. just some oscar bait so and it's kind of crazy that this film won best picture it is and also rightfully so yeah, rightfully won it. um because this movie it is has that weird crossover where a lot of bros love it a lot of art kids like it it like parents love it probably kids are like especially i mean in the new england area every kid was like oh my god the fucking departed dude you know what i mean like everyone watched it it's a four quadrant movie it's a four it's a four quadrant movie including young children somehow so uh yeah no the love of this movie just pervades throughout yes speaking of boston films oh should we just rank our favorites let's do it i think i came up with 17 okay boston movies it depends i have 18 and it's really hard to tell what you know some of them are definitely Boston films. Some of them, uh, as you get further, are not. Yeah. So, do you want? Should we just go one and one? Um, like sure. Your number one, my number one. Great. You go first. The Departed, number one. Goodwill Hunting. Interesting. I have number two. Goodwill I Hunting. I have The Departed, number two. Oh my God, you love to see it. Okay. <laughs> What's your number three? It's your turn. I have The Town. I have Spotlight. Oh, okay. See, I have. I'm. This is like ranking Boston energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, hundred percent The Town. What's your four? Uh, stronger. I really Ooh, like Stronger okay. a lot more I mean, a than film. most people, I think. I think it is so good and it deserved better. Yes. No, 100%. I have Manchester. Manchester's my number five. Yeah. Um, What's your number five? Gone Baby Gone. Oh, wow. Because my Wait, number... Wait, switch. Sorry, Stronger. I compl- I'm changing on the spot. It's Stronger. Okay. All right. So we're pretty... We're pretty... It's Stronger, yeah. Yeah. Because... So my number six is Shutter Island. Oh, fuck. 
Did you forget to put Shutter Island? I don't even have Shutter Island on. Okay, well, I'll put like Shutter as six. Okay. Like just as a placeholder. Okay. I have the town sitting at seven. Okay. So then I would have the fighter then Mm. sitting at seven. I have the fighter at eight. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Is it my turn? Yes. I have spotlight. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think we've actually caught up to everything. Yes. Because my number nine is Gone Baby Gone. Okay. So then I guess mine would be Gone Baby Gone. And now here I feel like is where we get into the fun territory. Okay. Are you ready? What is your 10? Mystic River. Ooh, okay. I have the heat. (laughs) (laughs) The heat's coming. Look, I don't know why, but I have a weird like of that film. It's kind of good. It's very non-Boston-y though. It's set in Boston, Boston, but it's so like it. It hurts me how non-Boston Yeah, I agree. But also just like, I would ride or die for Sandra Bullock. Yes. So I just Bring all that miscongeniality energy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay. So what's Uh, your next one? I think it's 10, The Boondock Saints. Never seen? I respect that. My next one I have is then, yeah, um, Mystic River. Okay. So now I have the heat. You love to see it? Okay. Then I go to Godzilla King of Monsters. (laughs) Wow, that uh, was not on my list. <laughs> I mean... Vera Farmiga, though. Vera Farmiga, and also destroying the city of Boston. <laughs> R.I.P. and Pete. Stomping I can't believe on that's it. on there. Yeah, um, definitely threw that on there. Wow, it's not on my list. You know it is. Ted. Ah, uh, yes, a classic. No, I hate that movie. I like Ted. I, I don't. would weirdly defend Ted, and I don't know why. I'm not going to put that on. I'm going to cut that so no one knows. Um, Okay. <laughs> I feel like the rest of these I'm just going to rattle off because they're all kind of relevant to me since here. The Verdict, Black Mass, Spencer Confidential, and then we get into the fuzzy ones, Patriot's Day, Free Fire, and question mark, Night and Day? Does Night and Day take place in Boston? It said Boston, yes. Oh. But I I mean, it's like a world traveling film, but there is a Boston element, apparently. Apparently. I've never seen it. Sure. I'm here for Thomas. Free Fire. I did not. I'm in a film that no one remembers. Yeah. It's kind of good, though. Is it? I mean, it's, it's fine. It could be worse. It could be worse. What is your My rounds out? My bottom four are Patriot's Day, Black Mass, Fever Pitch. Mm, we'll not put that on coming there. in right at the bottom, Spencer Confidential. That movie should be outlawed. The movie is wild. Talk about Mark Wahlberg going from hero in this film to zero in that film. Yeah. Remember when his girlfriend orgasms and yells, go socks at I mean, the same time? The worst thing I've ever seen. transcendent cinema. <laughs> And then Netflix tried to tweet it like it was something relatable. Like a bit. When you orgasm and you yell go socks at the same time. I mean, probably health of South Boston was probably like, yeah, like, I think that's happened to me before. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So this movie, The Departed. Yes. A great film. Uh, I get too excited when I just like rewatching this every single. I mean, I've probably, I don't even know how many times I've seen this movie. I think I've only seen this movie twice. I'm sure I saw it it? once when I was, you know, 16, 17. I saw it once in college and I guess three times because I watched it for this. It's, I think the runtime is always daunting to me. What? It's not that long. (laughs) Just a classic two and a half yeah, hour not that bad. um but i mean it's really good it's a great film it's so good it i actually it liked it watching it this time so much more than i thought i would i didn't think it would hold up that well for me on rewatch mm-hmm. but i mean hot take but scorsese kind of knows what he's doing you know this this martin scorsese guy good director good director you know? uh i mean it's i feel like we don't even need to table set with him um i think the coolest thing is that no. this is his only you know, best picture slash director win, Crazy. which rules, but also is very bizarre seeing as, you know, every single other film that he's made, which makes, I mean, this year in the Academy Awards is a very interesting best picture. So it's this 
Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, and then The Queen kind of filling that like Oscar baity role. Yes. Wild that Little Miss Sunshine was nommed too. I That's know. great. Yeah. This is a, a really weird crop of wins, but it's sort of like The Departed is the critical darling this year, which is fun because Best Actor, Forrest Whitaker for The Last King of Scotland, Helen Mirren wins Best Actress for The Queen. Those are, you know, sure. very Oscar-y. Like, of course they would win those, yeah. Yes. But then, look, Alan Arkin in Little Miss Sunshine is one of the greatest performances. He's great. <laughs> I love that I movie. I love that movie and I love him in it, but Mark Wahlberg not winning for this film, upsetting. Mark Wahlberg, you know, I guess as a person, you know, not, not great. our favorite. Uh, not a great guy. Not our favorite. Uh, but my God, his performance in this is so fucking incredible. Oh my gosh, he's so good. I think it's really because, you know, all of these characters, I would say, are written with about the same amount of quality, if yes. you want to call them that. It's not like his character is written exceptionally well. No, no, no. He just really harnessed the raw power he just of popped. Boston. Uh, he took the city and injected it into his veins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like suplexed the entire city. I can't wait to talk about this movie and how every five seconds they're like you know we haven't had in five seconds a fist fight an insult like a somewhat drag of someone's mother oh right didn't you want to mark like rank mark Wahlberg insults or something i was like trying to dig them all up all the quotes but i don't even have that i think it's just going to be as we go through i'll just say the ones that pop because i mean some good ones all of them are so good i think the one that does hit me the most is where um martin sheen asks who said that and leo answers back hoff and then fucking Mark Wahlberg just goes, what's the matter, smartass? You don't know any fucking Shakespeare. I think my favorite quote coming away from this movie is, you know what I love about restaurants? The food? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's so good. This Everyone is, is so smartassy to each other. It's really funny. I forgot how funny this is it a, was. Okay. This is a comedy. I'm glad that we are getting to this because I think this is the important dis- discussion to have. Uh, people take this film too seriously uh, and they take the city of Boston a little bit too seriously as someone who takes the city of Boston very seriously. Um, this is a comedy. Yes. It's- well, that's why it is in the very tippy top of Boston movies because it toes the line between we know that everyone in Boston is a piece of shit and yes. we know that that fact is hilarious. And that everyone's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. No, this is basically like everyone's an asshole, but like we kind of love them. But also we're going to make fun of them, but in not too much much of a way that then it becomes pointless right it's like endearing a little bit yeah do you when watching a, a film i mean especially for me or whatever location like when it's a film so entrenched in a place you know so well when you watch it do you just get like excited when you see things yes. that you know the scene the second dropkick murphy's drop when uh, they're driving <laughs> over the sorry tran yes yeah, yeah no it's incredible yeah it's so good i mean like half I, of this movie was just me like shouting at my fucking tv like yes boston yeah exactly <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> anyways so this movie again so this is based off infernal affairs yes which is a foreign film the fun fact the only remake of a foreign film to ever win Best Picture, yes, which is kind of wild. Shocking that it hasn't happened before. I know. So Infernal Affairs is a 2002 Hong Kong crime thriller. Have you seen? I have not. Have you? Nor have I. <laughs> I'm worried should. that I would probably like it more than this now, but I don't think that's also possible. It's supposed to be really good, and I think yes. it's different enough because half of the appeal of The Departed is just Boston. Boston! <laughs> yes. So I think that it I don't feel like I would like it less. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would feel enough like a different film. I agree. I should watch it. So Brad Pitt and Brad Gray and also 
Thomas Cruise, mm-hmm. uh, a regular star of this podcast. Apparently. Got the rights to it. William Moynihan was brought on to adapt, set up at Warner Brothers. And there's that's pretty much like it. There's not a lot of... Cre- I mean, a lot of it is just kind of like subbing, mm-hmm. you know, actors in and out. This is a pretty slam dunk story, I think. Oh, God, yeah. The fact that Scorsese came on, because this was pre-Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Shutter is Island. kind of crazy, but... Lo- who... Sorry. No, keep going. No. I was just going to say, like, in this film, I feel like because it's just the two of us, I feel like we have to establish who we are both as the Shutter Island guys and also the Departed boys. Oh, I'm definitely Mark Ruffalo in Shutter and the, Island. And Shutter, so I'm just Leo going <laughs> yes. slowly insane. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And I think maybe, does that mean you're also Leo in this one and I'm Matt Damon? And you're Matt Damon. I could see that. He's he's very calm, cool, and collected under he pressure. Is. He which is. Leo is not. I like to say that I am. No, I think you are more that. Yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll take Leo in both. Sure, <laughs> crack it up and just chugging wine directly out of the bottle. <laughs> yep, just having you know cranberry juices. You know, it's fine. Why does he order cranberry juice? I don't. It's, I don't know. I mean, it, it must be for the fight. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like cranberry juice is fine. Do you like cranberry juice? But why would you order it at a bar? You just wanted some juice, man. Even I know better than to not. I'm gonna go to a bar and get. A bar. You know, I'm gonna get a nice OJ. Even worse. Really? Then cranberry juice at, at least a bar. Cranberry juice you can get like a vodka cranberry. It's a cocktail drink. Orange juice is a orange, orange drink. juice is just orange juice. You're yes. right. Um. Anywho, moving forward. Uh. So this film. Yeah. The slam dunk cast. I mean, ninety percent of this budget probably went to cast yeah so it's, i mean the majority of it did actually yeah i mean look we all know that nicholson pulls those paychecks um but at least you know he's good in this movie jack is back a hundred percent in this yeah. film he's I, really this good is probably one of my favorite nicholson performances uh it's so disgusting and despicable and gross yes i also okay so one thing that i really like about scorsese is that he is one of the filmmakers that's like of bro filmmaker he makes films he makes for, for men for the pictures about he makes a pictures. crime yeah. and guns and drugs but um especially in this movie there are so many points where there it could be like you know very sexist yes. i guess you know there's the whole like hookers and blow bit with uh jack nicholson stuff like that but it's honestly pretty respectful well here's the thing i kind of dig it scorsese is a feminist filmmaker yes he is because all of his movies like i think this is the thing which you hit really well is that a lot of his movies get pinned with being so aggressively masculine or people are like oh he doesn't know how to portray a woman like why doesn't he have any women in his films yeah but if you watch remember the irishman discussion right but if you look at like alice doesn't live here anymore an amazing film uh which portrays like womanhood in such an intimate and tender way and then this every single one of his movies if you just look at it broad stroke it's a critique of masculinity totally and that is why this movie works so well because you look at worst films dare i say spencer confidential just to go right to the bottom of the boston list and this this has the perfect sort of wink wink to the audience like can you believe how dumb these guys are again with the fist fights it's hilarious yes no he's just severing and destroying every element of boston masculinity in a beautiful way because it is like these things are so ridiculous and i think that's i mean that's why he's such a good director to attach to this because his eye cuts so deep into this very new england idea of masculinity and like the constructs and complexities within it and that like furthers like for my queer reading on this personally that's why 
the reading of Sullivan as queer hits so much harder. Yes. Because he is looking at how this boy has been entrenched within the system and how he can't come out and how the world is working around him. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, there is the whole thing where he was a choir boy. And if you look at, like, Boston through this time period, you know, choir boys were constantly being abused by the Catholic Church. Yes. And so there's the, the reading of either... Jack Nicholson kind of brings him on as like an adoptive son to either protect him from this world, real like recognizing that he could be targeted as like a queer boy within the choir and or that he was abused and then needed some sort of father figure to help him get comfortable because as if he was abused as a queer boy, he's not going to want to confront that past. That is exactly the reading that I had, especially so I, you know, it said it in the trivia that basically... Matt Damon kind of wanted his character to, uh, you know, not be able to get it up to mm-hmm. contrast with Jack Nicholson's yes. masculinity, which Very makes total masculinity. sense. Um, but also, once again, you're just kind of playing into the queer reading here. Totally, totally. I mean, there's that that whole sequence with Vera is really interesting, and like how he's so shocked when he finally has a child, and I then mean, in the end, it's revealed that bit. it's not maybe his kid. Like, yeah. it could be Leo's kid, and obviously, like, not getting it up does contribute to like a harmful look at queer culture for men specifically and like how that is always attributed to like less than with masculinity but still like that is a common trope to go to to show someone in the closet someone not being able to confront their identity and this is a whole fucking movie about identities and queer identity for sure buried under the surface of just this uh you know gangster crime drama yeah i mean i think it totally works just as you know a character detail 100 it totally works as you know he's so stressed out about this job that he has even though he's not showing it on the surface it's coming through in other areas 100 percent but if you're going to read it like that, you can just as equally read it as this boy's closeted and doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah, he's, you know, a, a classic closeted conservative Christian. Yeah, he's just going to, you know, punch Mark Wahlberg right. a lot. It's the thing is like every single time his masculinity is confronted, he either has to like go above and beyond to prove himself, whether that's constantly getting promotions or things like that. Or there's a whole conversation with Alec Baldwin where he overcompensates, where he's like, you must like be getting it at home like when he's married and he's just like oh yeah my dick's working overtime it's working just, so good right he's just his delivery on it's like no it's not like you're not doing this like you're really trying to show everyone like this idea of what you think men are supposed to be like when you're really not that way yeah Ugh, this movie's great it's really good. it's fun because it's like again i feel like this is where i really enjoy our podcast because there is totally you can watch this film i mean i for one have watched this film before when I was younger and totally didn't pick up on any of this. Totally. I and forgot about it. Exactly. And so going back and re-looking at this film through the confines of the queer quadrant or whatever and seeing all these things bursting at the seams is really fun and exciting. Yes. And it was a totally different watch this time. Totally. And I just, I forgot how much of... Um, just the the kind of fun cinematic touches of it like the editing oh my god the editing in this movie holy shit thelma slam dunk she did that yeah and she won the oscar for it thank god as she deserves i know some Rightfully people don't so. like the editing but those people are wrong this editing yes. is fabulous and this movie is two and a half hours it keeps 
us mm-hmm. moving. It flies by. Yeah. It's a fast two and a half hours and it does really fun things and it plays into sort of camp. Like there's pinholes and there's like will be cuts where it just like freezes for half a second or like the sound design. The fact that it didn't get a sound design not blows my mind because yeah, especially rude. when you're like in the police department, it heightens certain things where it will like whip pan from a conversation to people outside and you'll like, hear the bustle and then whip back and like that sound will be gone. Yes. Or just focusing in on like guns and like quick cuts of uh, the songs dying out. Just everything builds and it's just such a frenetic film. Like yes. just the energy that this captures is so raw. It's nonstop and you need it because it's a very tense film. It's mm-hmm. about these men trying to catch each other. Rats you know, you, catching rats. I know you already have Leo basically tweaking out every scene. What a performance. So good. I mean, like the fact that he put his money on this over Blood Diamond is so upsetting. because He is... didn't put his money on this. Right, right, yeah. right. Sorry. Yeah, this is the better performance tenfold. Totally. It's crazy. So apparently he didn't want to compete against his other co-stars, which... Sure, sure whatever but the fact that he basically threw himself to lead actor for blood diamond instead of he could have pulled off lead for this he I is guess. The, i think he's like the lead in this well, I, I think would say. i think it's a dueling lead situation Matt, i know yeah. that that is really not common especially if you're trying for awards play because you know you don't want to pit the two people True. against each other but it, they really are equal i mean leads. you could say matt too could be the lead because you are with him the longest it starts slash, it starts with him, with him. Yeah. we see him as a kid exactly also my God, that kid resemblance of him. It's crazy. Eerie. Yeah. Eerie. He looks a little bit like Lucas Hedges. That was a bit that I was going to talk about. Oh, when my we God. Got to, like, one of my notes was just like, Lucas Hedges, question mark? Yeah. This brings us back to Manchester. Kenneth, this ties it all back to Kenneth Longeren. Wait, this is crazy. Kenneth Longeren, director of Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. who suggested Matt Damon for this role, went on to then do discover Manchester Lucas by the with Lucas. Ah, oh, that is so cool. He just knows those Boston boys. I like when Leo first goes undercover and they turn him into a real Southie douchebag. Yes. And they're like, with goatee, the hat and everything. backwards hat, mm-hmm. sweatshirt. I'm not going to lie. Wife under the sweatshirt. No, it kind of looks like. I think it looks yeah, hot. No, yeah, no. I was, he was, that scene where he's sitting on the Southie porch, I was yes. like, oh yeah. no. Mm-hmm. I oh think no. This is a hot film. Everyone looks great in this movie. Yeah. This is peak Matt Damon. He's such this a cutie. Is da- peak Matt Damon. I would argue maybe peak Leo. Yeah, because right? he's, he's, he's a little bruised. Yeah, he's a little bruised. He's a little hard battered. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, like for Leo, this is also such an interesting one because this is coming off the back of The Aviator, which he was nominated for. Mm-hmm. Catch Me If You Can, which is probably his best performance. So good. Right? I love that it, movie. What, do you have like a number one Leo? Mm, I feel like... Is it Shutter Island? I would say it's probably Wolf of Wall Street for Got me. It. I mean, it's a, yeah, incredible. Yeah. I think Again, it feels a little me. self-reflective. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as self-aware as it should be. Sure. But, but I mean, also a great movie that is also long that flies by. Yes. This but- guy, you know, this guy, Martin... He knows how to make a picture. He knows how to make a picture. Um, I would say that uh, probably Catch Me If You Can is number two, though. No, oh, yeah. He's so fabulous it's, in that. What a fabulous film. Yeah. But this movie, great. Uh, again, just another quick touch on Martin, our dear old pal. I don't know. If, have you seen After Hours? No. A film you should 100% see After Hours. Great film. But there's a really cool bit in that where our lead is running through like the streets of New York, essentially on this, you know, night of mishaps and mayhem. But there's a quiet beat in a bar and there's two uh, gay men in there and it's just totally nonchalant, just nothing big. And it's kind of throughout his filmography, there's like these very quiet bits of just like recognizing and just like letting homosexual like gay energy just exist without focusing on it or like putting a needle to it, which then 
makes this queer reading sort of stand out a little bit more. Woke king, Martin Scorsese. You you love to see it. Like, he's just a feminist. He's an (laughs) activist. He loves the LGBTQ community. He's he's, He's he's saving cinema. I like him. There's nothing wrong with this this little Italian man. Yeah. Oh, I love him. So, Boston some years ago. Should we dive into it? Boston some years ago. I like that this movie opens with extremely casual racism and then never brings it up ever again. Yes, 100%. I mean, this was a definite talking point is that, again, a reason why I really do enjoy this movie is that it talks about New England racism and specifically Boston racism. Let's be clear. Boston is a super fucking racist. Yes, exactly. Uh, There's no question. Very deep ingrained within it. And just because it's a blue state doesn't mean that it is a uh, blue leaning on a lot of different things. No, Uh, seriously. And this racism is so caked into the system. Uh, And they literally call it out like, uh, I think it's Leo tells Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you're a black cop at Boston. Like, you don't need any. Like, that is you're fucked already. Yeah, exactly. We're Jesus. talking racism. We're talking religion. We're talking gangsters. He really does. This is Boston in he, a nutshell. He covers every single thing in Boston. Like, I it I didn't recognize it again, but it's like he's dealing with the Catholic Church and the entire problem with that just in like two sequences yeah he's dealing with boston's racism he's dealing with boston's masculinity this man there's a bunch of really good sort of deeply ingrained fringe shit that again because mm. he's such you know a new york man yeah it's crazy because i feel like it is very deeply ingrained in boston well it is a lot of, i feel like the script like yes. william Moynihan, obviously coming from boston like being a very well he's from dorchester but being a dorchester. massachusetts writer you know what i mean like you can definitely see that his knowledge of this city really does come out yes you know i think it's kind of crazy that william monahan hasn't written more boston movies this it is, is by far his most famous yes i mean his filmography like is fine but like this is 100 percent the peak of it this is really the only one that sticks out i mean he wins a oscar for it yeah and then proceeds to not really do that much not else. i mean much, edge yeah. of darkness sure sure body of lies oblivion sure wow he wrote first drafts of jurassic world who knew wonder if it would have been I wonder if uh, the dinosaurs destroyed Boston. I wonder if the dinosaurs spoke with accents if they were like, (laughs) rah, and like just had an ah instead of an R. You know what I mean? Like, rah. I love, okay, so the basically the whole chip on every character's shoulder in this movie is about classism, which is a super Boston thing because everyone is really patriotic about their city, Mm -hmm. but Boston is definitely very broken up. Oh, yeah. Into very classic economics yeah yeah 100 we like see it when he's buying his apartment matt yes. damon they're like you can't afford this i like how that real estate agent is maybe flirting with him a little bit well he's definitely flirting with him yeah. i would say and then there's also the whole he's thing like, are you when, married well yeah when he's married? buying it he's like uh you tend to have house guests question mark and it's he like gets awkward at that and the yeah. house guests bit when he doesn't say that he's a partner again gives the hint of like matt damon queer question mark question mark i 100 percent agree this movie is dealing with such interesting economic yeah economic you know ratings um i love when mark Wahlberg is reading leo the riot act being like oh so you know you go to a nice fancy school during the week and Mm -hmm. then you slum it in southie and drop your eyes on the weekend yes yep it's great it's so true Mm -hmm. god this movie fucking rules but it's also it like shows these issues while also not celebrating it, but like letting the people from that specific place also love it. Yeah, this film does not 
you know, cast the first stone at Boston, but is it is definitely like right. Boston sucks. Fuck the BPD. Yeah, oh, let's I just mean, put it out there. Fuck cops, just in general. <laughs> you know, the police not great. Kind of awful. Hate them. And how this... corrupt the BPD is. Right. And, and this film this. does, it talks about police corruption. Yeah. And like how fucked the police department is. Yeah. And the judicial or uh, the system as a whole, like the FBI just fucking working with. Um... A mass murderer. Right. Exactly. Just yeah. casually. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's an informant. When you're living somewhere, it is hard sometimes to like step back and look at something in like a, you know, a way that is critiquing. But the best things is when you are able to be like, you know, what? I hate this thing about the city. I hate these things that are going on. Like this is awful. But then you're also to be like, I also love these elements because that is what growing up is like. That's where you live. Like You have to come to terms with the history of the place that you did not choose mm-hmm. to move to. If you grew up there, you know, 100%. you have to reconcile with what that means but it doesn't mean that you have to totally turn your back on it and hate it you hit the nail on the head thanks man that was beautiful so should we travel some years ago to the city to the city of the old city of boston um yeah so we see you know jack nicholson and lovely voiceover oh, opens the film yeah. as frank costello francis francis costello i don't know he sucks he's yeah, the literal not great guy. yeah no awful uh there's the whole scene in the opera where he's just cast in red and then again the hookers and blow scene when he's yeah. just basically coke is raining down on him yeah. and that was his idea of course it was are we surprised no i mean no, no. but also like this man unhinged but i love it it's sure, so good sure. um so we basically like meet him and we meet young you know costigan no you're not colin sullivan. sullivan i know the fact that they Mess named the names in this film colin sullivan costello and costigan too similar are you kidding me too so are you kidding me it's too much ah so he's he buys the young young boy some groceries kind of like covers him because his father you know not there um and he becomes sort of this like surrogate father for him and if you know brooke if when you're facing a loading gun you know what's the difference between a criminal and a cop and a criminal cop yeah, yeah. what is, you know there really there is no sense? difference no. that's this the movie asked the question and then it answers it, it that says, there isn't what a if you're facing a loaded gun <laughs> what um, happens yeah you know let's talk about wants and needs yeah. for wants and needs Hit for it. our two leads uh Matt Damon aka Colin just wants to be a respected man in the Boston scene. He yes. buys this fancy apartment that looks at the state house, his green light, if you will, it is to draw the Gatsby Aggressively parallel. green light, yeah. Yeah. He just, he wants to be high status and Tell he's me, not. that apartment does not exist. I mean, it doesn't. Absolutely they, It's Suffolk. Not. They like shot it at Suffolk. Yeah, but also it's weird architecture for Boston that doesn't yeah. exist in oh, that yeah, part no. of the city. No. Maybe now it does a little bit. For sure. Um, Boston is v- being very quickly gentrified. Uh, huge. So there are Specifically, yeah. These like, stupid yeah. glass buildings popping up all over the place. But it's so ugly. around the state house, it's all, it's Beacon Hill. Yeah. There's nothing modern there. No, there's no view of that. But no, you, as you were talking about, the, the wants and needs, there's that beautiful montage in the beginning cutting back and forth between matt and leo that mm-hmm. is really really cool setting up their specific desires and their career trajectories you know yep yeah you know leo just wants to sort of fit in he wants to be able to move through life as a chameleon and luckily the boston police offers him the opportunity to do just that to be a chameleon that he immediately regrets why would you take this position i would never go under look as someone who grew up wanted to be like a detective i'm gonna solve mysteries and be like a pi this sounds uh, great i would never do that absolutely not horrifying i would this is what would happen to me yes i would crack like a glow stick yeah, a little egg boop 
Yep. Get fried up? Absolutely not. Awful. But he's good at it. No, he's great. And how do you feel about the whole firefighter sequence with Matt Damon? Oh, you mean when he just calls them a bunch of queers and a bunch of homos and says, fuck the fire department? I think that's a very telling. And then later when his buddy... Um, James Badgedale. Yes, James Badgedale. A great performance. Trying to talk to him about, you know, serious stuff. He's like, hey, those firefighters fucking queers, am I right? Right. No, yeah, he's like hinting. He's like leaning in. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's again, that sh- starts to sort of hammer it home. Like, he's so aggressively. I mean, this movie throws around so many homophobic slurs, but it is like mostly him. And it's just him just spewing out this hatred of himself because mm-hmm. he can't come to terms with it. And when he finally cracks in the elevator with Leo, where he's like finally just like, please just kill me. It's almost that defeated thing where he's just like, I can't be myself here. I mean, the last line of the movie of him just staring down the barrel of a gun and being like, okay. What's the difference? What is the difference? Comes full circle, baby. Yeah. This guy knows how to tell a story. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Look, it deserved the best screenplay win. It really did. For sure. Do you love movies? I do. The wicked good ones? Yeah. Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Love them. Even like the ones screened like down on Harvard Yard, like you love those? Love them. Great. Amazing. Well, you know what? I got a place for you. Oh, you do? And it's not in the Charles River. Tell me. It's Subiaki. Subiaki is a team that loves movies so much that they decided to commit every waking moment of their life to bring in you top quality merchandise to showcase your wicked huge love of film. That's great to hear. It's amazing. Great to hear. They got t-shirts. They got pins. They got literally anything you need to express your love of cinema. It's incredible. I mean, you know me. Everything that I wear, it's super yucky. It's ridiculous. It's actually true. It's yes. despicable how much we have. It's not despicable. We love them. It's the best. It's the best. It's wicked cool, dude. It's dude, it's wicked cool. So super yucky joyously brings you tangible love letters from movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus... The team over at Subiaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with a compostable polymela for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shipping. I am impressed. It's amazing. And you know what? As a special gift to you. To, to us? Our listeners. Oh. Oh, my God. You, I mean, I guess you're a listener. You, me, both of us. Matt Damon. Sure. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Keep going. Mike Wahlberg. Tell me about this promo. Alec Baldwin <laughs> can save 10% on their order with code SUPERFRIEND. S-U-P-E-R-F-R-I-E-N-D. All caps, no spaces. No spaces. No spaces at checkout. And you know what? If the spirit moves you like The Departed moved me to do this ad read with an accent, unfortunately. A great decision. Uh, a a cool decision I'm questioning this moment. Uh, you can find them over at superyaki.com. S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Your mother called. She wants to go watch some more movies. <laughs> so after, I guess, like the montage setting them up, the pinhole camera into Boston PD is, or the pinhole like shot yeah. into Boston PD really gets me going because mm-hmm. we're just in the heart of Boston. Uh, it's beautiful. Then we meet Mark fucking Wahlberg. <laughs> yes, I know. This is all before because I am... I marked time down code? the drop kick murphy's drop yes. but this is all before it um yes. let's talk Wahlberg. uh mark Wahlberg coming and giving his career best performance yeah i mean unbeatable just insults every single fucking moment lots of fucking your mother so lots of... so much mother talk so many r's i don't know where they went yeah Completely i love gone. how he stands with his hands on his hips like he's just ready to basically like 
hip check you yes. at any given moment. Yes. He's like an aggressive father at a hockey game. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hair also is horrible. When he but slicks it, it back. Oh my God. It's so bad. But this is exactly the kind of person that is the Boston police department. Yes. You're like, how on earth did this man like, why are get you this here? job? And they're fine with it. And you're like, no, 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 fire him. He sucks. I know Alec Baldwin's always like, ah, just ignore him. It's fine. Alec Baldwin also shockingly good performance. Yes. Is this, is it, do people hate his accent or do they like it? I don't remember. I don't even, I mean, the accent work in this is just uh, all across either good or awful. Well, okay. So Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, obviously great, great accents. Okay. I would just like to say if it was Brad Pitt instead of Matt Damon and Tom Cruise instead of DiCaprio, the accents would be horrendous. I would love to, like, I look as a Thomas Cruise stand. Thank God he is not in this film. Interview with a vampire reunion. Woo. That, they just, that would be wild. So much gay energy. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably do more running. Yeah. But like, uh, I don't want to see Tom Cruise crack up because I I, I don't think that he doesn't that's really, really his strong yeah. suit. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to see Brad Pitt play the quote unquote straight man because... Right. Again, it's fine. Right. It's just, no, this is a role built for these actors, yeah. and I'm built so for happy. The Boston set. It is. And I mean, DiCaprio's great. I think his accent is pretty good. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get into the micro processes, the micro That's when it gets like a little messy with some the people. Fuck is a micro Contraband. Contra fucking band. Contra fucking band. Like all the of these things. It's just like, sure, I guess this is working. Can we talk about? Wait. Okay. Continuing on accents, but then I got to talk about the microprocessors. What are the microprocessors? That plot line goes nowhere. I mean, it means nothing. No. Whatever. I think it's just an excuse for them to to say microprocessor a million times. Chowda. Yeah. I mean, who else has... Who else has an iffy accent? Vera Farmiga is fine. I like that she has an accent because let's talk about Boston girlfriends for a hot sec. This it's is, impossible. This is definitely the best portrayal of a Boston girlfriend. Of a woman in, in Boston? Yes. any Boston movie. I mean, like Spotlight, I think the Rachel McAdams character is really good. I love Tatiana Mislani and Stronger, but this is the best kind of like Boston girlfriend. You know yes. what I'm saying? Beats Heidi Gardner town. has that uh, that bit on snl where she plays every boxer's girlfriend yes and it's upsetting how accurate how, it is. yeah i also think accurate. of the town and yeah. blake lively mm-hmm. and yeah. how rebecca hall is the good one but she has no accent and she's just kind of like she's a high class bostonite yeah. exactly it is such a fine line with boston accents you either nail it or you are just Swinging for the car in Harvard Yard. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, God. And because this movie is just a little more tongue-in-cheek than something like The Town or Mm -hmm. The Fighter or Gone Baby Gone or Mystic River, they can ham it up a little bit more and it doesn't feel ridiculous. 100%. Which is why this is the best one. Yes. Of course, the Boston accents and Good Will Hunting are fabulous, but it's all native Bostonians. Exactly. I would love to see a Jeremy Renner in the town versus a Mark Wahlberg in the departed face off. Like mm. those two characters going head to head. Really just, the same character. That's one of the, like their energy is so chaotic. The two of them, it would be such an incredible just battle of just insults to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, both actors. Fine. Like that's, that is so wild. I mean, Wait, can on. we talk about that? Everyone from Boston sucks. I would say the best guy from Boston. Careful. Is- 
Chris Evans. Careful. Seth Meyers. Ben Affleck. I love Ben Affleck. I will defend Ben Affleck to the end of my days. Yeah, but are we going to defend him like as a person? I will defend that back tattoo is what I will defend. All right. All right. <laughs> but I can say I can sense I'm not going to win this. No, fight. no, 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 no. But what, hey, there's no Duncan in this movie. Sorry. There I totally is no you Duncan off, in this film. No Duncan. That is actually upsetting. Yeah. You know, a, a staple of any, you know, true New Englanders common hand. Yeah. Um, where was it? What was it? What were we going? It was the departed accent. Oh, Jeremy Renner. How Jeremy Renner and Mark Wahlberg, two actors who are like fine, but they need to be in very specific roles, have had only like maybe two performances that fully capture the energy that they kind of pervade. Yes. Mark Wahlberg, I'll give him three. It's this, um, Boogie Nights, and then the other guys are like the only three films that sort of distill what is good about Mark Wahlberg, colon, actor. Yes. And then for Jeremy Renner, it's the town and uh, the hurt locker. Hurt locker. Like yeah, those are the only. Like, that's it. That's all we get. Which is so interesting. And the thing is, two that, Boston movies then like get that yes, like energy of they them. Need the just really like unbridled asshole energy because mm-hmm. I don't think either of them are great at playing just kind of like a basic leading stars. Man. Yeah, and they're also not great at playing a supportive you know like best lover friend yeah. or anything like 100%. that like they, like they really, both need to be doing something that's going to kill them they need to be dicks yes that's what they need to be <laughs> they need to be private dicks yeah <laughs> uh wow so we're not gonna talk too much no, we're about not. the plot of this movie but basically like leo gets thrown in to go undercover yes within you know jack nicholson's gang yeah so you know the basically Costello's crew rather, the sorry. core issue the push and pull is uh we've got a rat in the police department, and we've got a rat in Nicholson's gang. Jordan's making rat faces. There's the gift that exists online, obviously. Of Jack Nicholson in the background? Yeah, where he's doing, like, the nod. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also <laughs> the one with him doing the rat face. And look, is there anything more upsetting than Jack Nicholson making a rat face at you? Behind your back? Terrifying. Because yeah. his eyes move in, like, very bizarre directions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. It's a very upsetting performance. Yeah. It's great, though. I know. I, I love also it so much. love that he dies before anybody else. Yeah. No, he dies like 30 minutes to go, at least, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's a worse version of this movie where he dies at the very end and he's the one that exposes everybody. Sure, but it's yeah. so much better if you just kill him and then let, you know, the rats hash it out. You know what else happens uh, that happens with a fun time code is the fact that we don't get the title uh, 19 minutes in paired with the Dead, right the, the shipping of Boston drop, drop. Of all time. That, 19 minutes mm-hmm. you love to see that it's great that is my favorite energy because i love when it's it, it has gone on the film has gone on for so long that you think that there's just not going to be a title exactly. and it's at the end and then they drop it out of nowhere and then you're just like ah especially when the dropkick murphys are involved boston boston that is all you're doing that's all i'm doing just screaming city names yeah and during this whole uh you know credits montage there's i mean look there's aggressive masculine energy just pulsating oh yeah through this whole movie but that was one of the times i noticed that the other time was all of the numerous fist fights in the fucking police bullpen everyone's fighting yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's great the 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 mark Wahlberg matt damon head-to-head fight my favorite they must have had so much fun with that oh my god being on set for this must have been a blast yeah he yells cocksucker and the the best accent fabulous you fucking cocksucker like the amount of cocksuckers shouted in this film 
incalculable almost mm-hmm. I less than say. i expected though there's a lot of fuckings fucks i think i think on the imdb or whatever for the trivia there was like probably like 200 i think it said 236 scorsese loves his fucks um wolf of wall street has the most fucks of any movie yes right yes yeah i think yeah uh we'd love to see it we're kind of just meeting everybody leo uh, gets in with his cousin who then gets him in with Costello's crew essentially mm-hmm. um, and they think he's a cop because he was a cadet and he was exactly. thrown out of the academy yes so and he was planted and they ha- mm-hmm. they're rightfully so to be like hmm this is a little bit sus I don't trust you yeah I mean honestly the greatest thing about how compelling the central conflict is is that every five minutes Jack Nicholson is like okay but are you the rat though and yes. every five minutes on the other side of town Alec Baldwin is like you know what you could use a promotion to help find whoever is tearing this department apart from the inside he just loves him so much he's just like you know what like you have a perfect record and people are sus of that but i had a perfect record and i like that you're just like okay once again exactly what would happen is you know what you remind me of me a terrible person how about a promotion there's that great baldwin line where he's just like uh, him and or they're him and Wahlberg are insulting each other where they're just like I'm tired from fucking your wife oh how's your mother tired from, from fucking, fucking my father <laughs> oh my god uh, that's when they're talking about uh, potential rats in yeah, the well, gang and Wahlberg yeah. says maybe yes maybe no maybe fuck yourself yeah that's the energy of this movie it's just like fuck you every every second. every which way yeah no it's incredible um great soundtrack by the way incredible soundtrack great needle drops good patsy Fine. You love it. This movie rules. Lennon. The whole thing with microprocessors. I cannot. We meet Vera uh, with like Matt Damon flirting with. It's really kind of cute. Okay, so she, I like I said, I think she is the best Boston girlfriend yes. that has been portrayed in a movie. One hundred percent. Um, she is really good. She's great in this, in this movie. Look, is Vera ever bad though? That's you my... had Godzilla, King of Monsters, on your list, so I, I think did. you know the answer I, to that question. The answer is no. I really love her. Like I have a genuine affinity for her. Constantly in whatever she's in, gives a good performance, even mm-hmm. if it's like a very bad movie. She's always able to sort of just capture the essence of the film quite well. Up in the air, where she's just such a good foil for George Clooney. Great movie. Or then you go to like uh, one of my favorite shows, but in Bates Motel, where she plays Norma Bates, but she like has the perfect overbearing mother energy like that move that show also look i could tangent about that show forever i think fucking base motel is a great show sure I've have never, you seen i know oh my god you i'll get watch. to it it's so good if we're talking good beer we've got to mention the conjuring like oh i mean absolute oh, yeah. queen of horror she looks nice and bostony too she kind of has the yeah she looks yeah, like like my Hall, mom did in like the 80s Amy or something like Ryan, that you know what i mean yeah energy 100 yeah. percent Matt Damon is such a charmer with her. I totally... I bought their, I, I I bought totally their relationship. Buy, and I never buy this kind of shit. Which is wild. It's so interesting because we both buy it, but we're also both like Sullivan is also queer. Yeah. Because it's like him putting on this facade of what he thinks because throughout the film, he's checking women out and like trying to give this performance in front of all the guys in the police station. When he checks out that one woman who's wearing dress pants right and nothing he's like oh he's like yeah. hey baby and you're like no you would not do that yeah. you're just trying to put on a front for the guys how sad is it that we're like he's probably gay because he's too good of a boyfriend he's not he's, is he a good boyfriend though he's lying like off the bat she's like oh you're lying to me and he's like 
Yeah, I'm lying to you. Yeah, he sort of is bringing the goodwill hunting energy of mm-hmm. like, you know, he's a little, little bit of a bad boy, but he's a charmer. He takes her to a fancy French restaurant. He's so good in Goodwill, goodwill Hunting. I love that film so much. That is the movie that I credit with getting me into film. Really? Yeah. That's like the one that I saw you? it because, I mean, you know, Boston. I saw it when I was well, I don't know, 13. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think it just, it hit me at the exact right time. And I was like, you know what I want to do? They made this movie with no money. They were so and young. No credits. And they won best screenplay. I mean, they, I'm yeah. going to do that. Yeah. It's great. It's a great movie. Also, Robin Williams, my God, just hug me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me everything's going to be okay. I love that movie. Uh, great Boston movies rule. So yeah, I mean, Matt Damon and Vera start to date. Leo gets into the Jack Nicholson gang. Mm-hmm. You know, I totally things are escalating. Got about the Matt Damon, Leo DiCaprio, Vera Farmiga love, love triangle, triangle situation. Mm-hmm. Which okay, she's a terrible therapist. Just gotta uh, say, girl, awful. why are you letting people that aren't technically your patients but are totally your patients come to your house in the middle yeah. of the night? Why are you dating someone that works? in the police department when all you do is provide therapy yes. for officers every single thing about her decision making in this is bad is horrible but i also support it i'm like you know what vera it's fine it's, Just like it, again it's very hard to do this but she's making bad decisions which makes her a complicated character but she's not annoying you totally get why she's doing it and at the end you're like yeah girl thank god you're not dead right you got out right she in got time. out and she has a kid great yeah and she's the only survivor mm-hmm. literally her and marky mark Marky Mark um, and Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin with his sweaty shirt. Ugh. So this plot in general, there's a lot of playing around with time. Like there is a cut, a queen, a, a queen in, sorry, a clean cut where basically we jump ahead and Leo's been undercover already for a year or yeah. so, uh, which is really interesting. They're and playing then, real fast and loose with the time They're playing frame. real fast and loose. He is sort of been undercover. They haven't been able to get the rat uh, you know, with the microprocesses, ding them, you know, Marky Mark and them, they keep telling Billy, like, just like stay under there, stay in cover for us. He's kind of starting to crack. So he goes to Vera from again. He's like, look, like, I really need some help. Some Valium. She's like, you fit, you know, you are, you are not good. You're just here to get drugs. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to go kill myself and then leaves. And she chases after him and gives it to him. And then they uh, just start dating. Yep. And sure. then they fuck in her apartment while she's literally moving out. Yep. To move in. To move in with, with Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. But there, all the signs are there of Matt Damon. This is not a healthy relationship with him. He's lying. With she calls him out them, on his lying. Honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, she should not be dating either of these boys. But Frank's crew, you know, they're they're going in to sort of get them with the microprocessors with this Chinese gang. But, yes. oh, interesting. You know, there's a, there's a blind spot. And somehow they find out that they turn their phones off. How is that? Obviously. Matt Damon is texting them. You have a rat in the BPD. We have a lot of good phone right here. Oh my gosh. The flip phone business. Incredible. In this movie. There's so much dramatically flipping it open and then unflipping it. It's so good. And like there's the two phones where it's like waiting to see which phone will ring. This movie, if this was made today, would be a disaster. Yeah. It's really impressive. I will say that Matt damon texts a complete message on just a number keypad in his pocket could you not without do that? looking absolutely not <laughs> you could oh my god the amount of times that i practiced to get to that point of texting 
through your I pocket. I could do the pocket. I could do the behind the back. I was so obsessed with making sure that no matter what, I could send a text message like that because I think of this film sparked because i had a flip phone at the time i don't know how old i was it was like the ones where you had the limited amount of text messages so it would yes. be like to my parents saying like i'm walking over the hill to go play baseball with the boys or like whatever it is you yeah know what I mean? exactly uh so it would always just be that but it'd be like i'm gonna be cool and like hey guys look i can text behind my back or whatever this is a revelation like but that. also the least surprising fact i've ever learned about yeah, you no, that's yeah. right in line with what i would have a hundred percent a hundred percent but this doesn't go well. You know, the the BPD is not able to bust them. Mm, um, Alec Baldwin is pissed. How much coke is he on during in this, this movie? Uh, too, how much coke? Everyone. Because <laughs> Nicholson is on coke, but he's a pro. He's right, chilled out. He knows out. how to control it. Leo maybe needs some coke to yes. level him a little bit. And ab- <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Leo is too just berserk in this film that he just needs to be you need more energy to calm down it's like when you drink too much and then you want to go to sleep right that's what he needs yes 100 percent. but baldwin is fully coked out of his oh god yeah i mean there's the whole thing like with him like where he starts insulting matt damon during it like i forget what he says but it's just like he's rattling off all this is like he's just trying to joke and then at the end he's just like oh yeah whatever fuck you yeah it's just like what those last like 30 seconds what were you saying that was nonsense you're not speaking english his role is so irrelevant in this movie i'm so glad that he's in it but literally what does he contribute nothing i wish that bill burr was in this just for a smidge like it would have been a nice little boston treat like there are some boston actors where i'm like it would have been cool to see you pop in in minor roles yes not a ton of bostonians although it does have a couple nice little you know deep southy scenes where yes. you're like these are probably actual locals actual people yeah, yeah. like the older women and yes stuff like in the that. bar yes. that's what exactly yeah, what i was thinking about i wonder if ben affleck one auditioned for this or two if he was in any conversation i know where is affleck right i where? don't know i love would love if scorsese was like no he said <laughs> you think you can be in my picture over my dead body Nuh-uh. if we're just going to talk about supporting cast outside of you know the main mark Wahlberg, there is a lot of like this movie does feel very full and there's a lot of really great performances around like i really enjoyed james badge dale in this i think yeah he's great everything that he's in he's always good but he's just never become a star it's always a nice very weird perform like his career is just injured. like iron man 3 he pops up you know what i mean he's in band of brothers or the pacific i forget which one right he's just there existing and he's always great but he's just never had the st- enough star power to kind of push him over that hill i love anthony anderson completely in this completely forgot he was in this oh yeah he, he just des- shows up. you want to talk about someone that deserves better in this movie man just, he's just trying to do <laughs> his job yeah I mean, that whole sequence in the end where everyone just gets shot. Shot. Yeah, great. Incredible. Um, Again, it had been so long since I saw this movie. I was like, wait, does James Badge Dale survive? And mm -hmm. then immediately... Right. Damon shot him and I was like yeah, oh. no, I, well there we go I always think that too I'm like oh wow right the two guys that Costello brought up these are like his surrogate sons uh, Damon says fuck that no Damon's in too deep he wants his apartment he wants that view he needs of the that capital view. He, he wants to come to it. terms with himself his identity is always being questioned that's his one thing yes he um, can't risk going out on a low exactly as we were saying the plot is just kind of messy because he's doing a lot of really cool stuff there's some fun but diopter shots which Some we Dutch know we angles. love a lot of dutch angles so many dutch angles there's whip pans blah 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 i love the pants and the zooms and yes. uh, so scorsese is known for not really being super into continuity which oh, is definitely duh, in evident this in this movie but it totally works I mean, it's yeah. super manic it's super Thelma heightened just, Thelma cuts for the emotion yeah. and that's why this works yeah 
It's uh, not as glaring as no. some of his other movies. I mean, there's the classic thing where people are like, anytime there's an X, it like marks a death. But like, I kind of love that. There's that yeah. shot where Damon, there's the gigantic X. Oh, like, I wonder if that's X marks the spot means a death. I totally forgot about that. I wish I had been looking for it because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're all in there. Once it's like you, oranges in the Godfather. Right. It's like once you know it, you're like, oh, there, 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 mm-hmm. there, 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 there kind of a thing. You the know, the first time I watched The Godfather uh, two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Drag me. Welcome. It's fine. Um, I accept it if you want to drag me. No, but that was the only thing that I knew was that's the only oranges thing. means someone is about Wait, to die. Sleeping with the fishes. Well, I mean, I knew about the horse head. Leave a gun, I did not know cannoli. about leave the gun, take the cannoli, which they reference in this movie when uh, Leo was talking to the Providence gangsters. Oh like, my God. What did you cannolis? take the cannoli? Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, didn't even pick up on that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And I then he like punches that. them into hell while, uh, nobody plays yeah yeah uh we are jumping around so i mean that's the thing is like it's like the plot of this is so hyper specific it's about finding rats you can either go into the minutia or you can be like yeah it's about finding rats i mean the next i would say sequence that happens is the damon dicaprio chase right which it's like that the chase that leads into like queen and death is the biggest thing where it's like they're going after each other Damon almost gets caught by Leo after going to the porn, you know, theater theater with Jack. And he's able just like just to escape through a series of events, basically is able to sort of frame that Queenan actually is like the informant with, uh, you know, Costello's Or gang. at least that he's the one that's feeding the informant. So if exactly. they tail him, they'll find the informant. Martin exactly. Sheen, good in this. Great he was supposed he's to be De Niro. Shockingly good in this. Um, classic Scorsese collaborator, but he turned it down. Or he Ooh. was too busy or something like that. But Sheen is great. And I think he's much more Boston-y than De Niro. He feels like my like uncle or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I know him. Yeah. Well, you is know? Silver Linings Playbook Boston or is that like no, Long it's Island? Oh, it's Philly? Right, because yeah. the Eagles, of yeah. course. Moving uh, on. He basically dies. They throw him off, you know, the roof. I love that shot of him falling Where past he goes, the windows. And he, he splats right on top of Leo. Yeah. Blood all over him. Yes, you gotta. Exactly. And then everyone starts to suspect like, hey, why weren't you there? There's and then that De- one informant. Della Hunt. Yes. Uh, where he is basically, well, technically quote-unquote an undercover cop but was he an undercover cop he definitely was because that's why he didn't rat leo out well there's also the thing where they were like the cops told me oh i guess well like he jack definitely is even though jack nicholson is too paranoid that he's not think that yeah. he is but he is because mm. no, he's w- yeah. why would he you know let not leo off the hook yeah, he should say yeah. because he gave him 314 instead of 322 or something like that yeah so this is, i mean by this point, Leo knows that Costello is an FBI informant, right? Yes, yeah. That yes, because relatively Quinan, early. Yeah, because <laughs> I love that scene where he shoots the guy, and the guy's like, "I thought I was supposed to be in shock. Yes. I'm not in shock. It so fucking good. hurts." Um, yeah. Where he's like, "Yeah, just beats him up." We find out that Costello's an FBI informant. He's like, "Oh no, this isn't good. I'm gonna get screwed over. We're all gonna get fucked." Right. I mean, that is the whole catalyst for why Damon kills Costello eventually. Is exactly. He's like, I can't believe you're an FBI informant. He finds out. He's like, "Dad, what the hell are you doing?" Father. Like, did you give me up? And he's like, "No. Like, I would never give you're you like up." You're like a son he to me. Would some <laughs> very nice light daddy issues sprinkled in. Nothing like a little dash of the daddy issues. Yeah, but I like a sprinkle. I don't like when it's it's deep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't no. like when it's the central it's focus. Too caked into it. A nice little sprinkle is all that yeah. you need. Just a little bit of salt on top of there. Really, once Queen and dies, this shit sings. It oh, yeah. is so quick. 
Dingham leaves after attacking Sullivan because, oh, well, he quits, quote unquote. So Mark Wahlberg sort of like departs out of this film. Oh, he departs out of this film? <laughs> Sullivan and Billy sort of, they now get into cahoots because we get Queen of Smoke. So he calls him and he's like, hey, come back into the station. Like, we need you back. Thank you so much. You've been like a great cop. Like, we Queen love you so much. Dead. Marky Mark is out of commission. I'm your guy now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we basically, they're giving the tale to Costello, but Mar- Matt Damon busts in. He's like, you know what? Screw this. Cut the tails. I know what's happening. We're taking Costello down tonight. And so they go to this huge like cocaine drop off mm-hmm. and becomes just a massive shootout very quickly. Leo sort of just dips out the back so he can go survive. And Matt Damon confronts his father, as we were saying. And you have his like the whole figure, daddy issues yes. where he's like, hey, what the fuck? And he kills him in a, just a fucking construction truck. Yeah. I love his death. It's and he has to death. shoot him like three separate times to really mm-hmm. get the him to The blood is just coming out mm-hmm. of his teeth. And then the open flip phone in his hand is ridiculous, yes. but it's great. But that's the thing is it's so campy in a fun way. Like, yes. of course, the I, can, like the phone. You need a little bit of camp. Yes. That is the, the secret sauce to it this It really movie. is. Because like these films are so aggressively masculine. You need to lean into the camp. You need to lean into the fun elements of it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is too much. Yes, but yeah. that's why this is good because it really lets you, like I was laughing out loud at, like I said, the bullpen fist fights because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's chaotic. They're always yelling at each other. When I tell you to dump a body in a marsh, you dump a body in the marsh. This isn't reality TV. It's so good. Like they're all just so mad at each other. He's like, it's a nation of rats. You know, mm-hmm. all of them are just always mad. They're all pissed off at everything. He's so paranoid about his rats. I like that Costello never discovers that it's leo who's mm-hmm. the rat yeah no, i really do like that very nice then there's the whole like billy ends up going to madeline you know vera farmiga with this envelope and he's like hey in case anything happens open, open this. this which we never find out what it is right no, no probably no. money is Something, my guess yeah. Um, but because well, sorry, I guess like this happens because like Billy goes into the station. He and Sullivan have like their talk. Yeah, well, this is when the MacGuffin finally pays off of the yeah. civilians' envelope. The citizens, citizens, citizens with an I, citizens with, with an E. An e. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's really just there yeah. as a MacGuffin. Also, I like that there is a literal X on the envelope. Yep. So. Nicholson holds it Mm -hmm. Damon holds it DiCaprio holds it so good it's just a trail of death yeah god this movie rules um but that's how they figure out that the other one is the respective rat right exactly because DiCaprio's like wait how do you have this and then when he goes back you're like oh shit he saw it like he knows Mm -hmm. so then they both figure it out he deletes him from the system Leo calls him and is like hey meet me on the roof where Queen and died and we'll have it out and he and gets there's a there. lot of blood and a lot of punching and a, a lot, lot of punching. swearing Anthony Anderson shows up and is like hey drop the gun put the sergeant down like I believe you I know you're probably a good guy but, but you right still now, gotta do it mm-hmm. and then they take the elevator down James and Badgedale shows up pop, fucks pop. some shit up and kills then. Leo which is it's so wild that Leo dies that fast because he's just well, it's this, the killing. I want to kill you slowly, and then, or I'm killing. What, what does he say? Uh, just kill me. I am killing you. Right, and mm-hmm. then uh, he dies. Yep. Which is great, and then Anthony Anderson dies because James Badgedale is like, Mm-mm, we can't have more witnesses. Yep. And then Matt Damon kills, kills James, James Badgedale, Badgedale, sets and then it Wahlberg up. Wahlberg kills Damon. Yep. Later. 
yeah. with his groceries, just like the beginning of the film. Yep. I think it's hilarious that when he falls into a pool of blood, his groceries fly like yes, 10 the feet away like from him. Forward. It makes no yeah. sense. No, it's incredible. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. like it. Well, like, who can forget the last shot? With the rat. Of a CGI rat climbing in front of the state house oh, it's so good what it's great where, i mean like what do you think about the rat oh so there was weird discourse about the so departed rat yes. a year ago on twitter i think it's great this I movie is rat. campy this movie it's a comedy and this martin this guy you know he's made a few pictures in his lifetime yes he knows what the fuck he's doing I think it's more fun to have the rat there than it to just end on a shot of the state house. Right. And like the whole movie is about rats and identity and like all this stuff. It's like just lean into it. Like it is leaning so hard. This movie is aggressively pushing all like the levers to 100%. Yeah. So you obviously throw the rat in there just to do that. Yeah, totally. And it works. And it it's totally fun. And it's works. funny. And it's great. And I love the rat. Yeah. We're just a couple of rats. A couple of rat stands up in this. Ugh. It's messy, but I love it. You could go so in depth into all the tiny little ups and downs and twists would and we? turns, That's but it's just no so fun. confusing. It's and just, you know, it's really just more about the performances and like the themes of this movie. And the goddamn accents. Yes. More than anything. And the sheer homoeroticism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were saying the, your pitch for this movie is that it's so masculine that it kind of loops back around and becomes yes. really homoerotic. Yeah, totally. And I totally see it. And yeah. I really like the Sullivan is queer reading mm -hmm. that you might not glimpse. But once I started thinking about it and started noticing it, I couldn't go back. A hundred percent. Like those things start to connect. It's really cool. Yeah. These types of films, these gangster movies and like a lot of stuff that he makes or just like a lot of these movies pitch so for boys, quote unquote, uh, there's like a sheer homoeroticism that is pervasive throughout it because when you're so hypermasked, again, as you said, like it loops around and it's like these men are just trying to flex their dicks because they won't confront their own insecurities and their own feelings or like their own sexualities at all. Just because the the culture that they grew up in just doesn't allow it. Like New England specifically, it's all about like suppress, suppress, suppress. Like oh, don't totally. feel. You cannot feel. You cannot show emotion. Exactly. Coming out in New England, it's like, oh God, I'm going to take as long as I can before I actually like think about it. You totally. know what I mean? You don't ever have the opportunity to really get. I mean, like you do have the support, et cetera, but like New England is so much about just bury your feelings. In all regards, but especially when it comes to something like sexuality. Exactly. I do like that this movie is self-referential about burying your feelings and masculinity and how damaging that is because mm -hmm. of the whole Vera Farmiga as a therapist is talking about, you know, cops come in here and cry. Cops come in here and show their emotions. That's what I'm here for. And, you know, basically both Leo and Matt Damon are like, what are you talking yeah, like, about? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You signed up to fire a gun. You're not allowed to have feelings right. once you've actually done that. You're allowed to cry. Boys can cry. It's okay. Boys should cry. It's nice when boys cry. Let's encourage it. We like boys crying. Mm -hmm. um, no crying in this movie. But, you know, there could be. No Leo tears. I like when he kind of like gets like tear angry and tears he, and his eyes really get all red. wells up. His eyes are, I think his eyes are red the entire film. Mm, he's out of his mind. Yeah brain veins out the wazoo oh he's it's so incredible. good um yeah but this movie great what is your i mean like what's your takeaway what was your ranking yeah well you know i'm really happy that this film did well it made 289 million dollars at the worldwide box office that is so wild really good it was you know it sort of dropped 
dipped for a little bit in the middle, but then they brought it back, I think, mm. around award season. When sort did of it debut? An extra push. So it debuted October 6, 2006 in 3,000 theaters. 3,000 theaters? Mm-hmm. My, do we have 3,017, actually. What was it up against? It was up against The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A film I forget. Open season. Oh, my God. A movie. A movie. Employee of the Month, The Guardian, Jackass Number Two were up there. That was that was what was in theaters. No wonder this movie raked. Yeah, wow. but you know, early October is is a good sweet spot for this. It's yeah. pre award season, so it has time to really it's gather momentum. Its yeah. yeah, it's good. So it basically, you know, it did the classic. It dropped a little bit, but then in February they brought it back. That's so awesome. Reopened it wide. This is his technically third or yeah third highest grossing domestically it's his number one so this yes this beats shutter island and the wolf of wall street but wolf of wall street makes the most i guess over at the overall worldwide yeah. box office yeah but this shutter island and the departed like that's a great what a right trio there. yeah two boston movies baby mm-hmm. do you like the do you like shutter island speaking of yeah i watched it for the first time very recently um i liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't, love, didn't love it, okay. love it, but I really liked it. I love that film. It's it's so interesting the horror that he's going for. It's fun. It actually reminds me a bit of Del Toro. I think it, it has some a Del Toro-y. Of yes. Del Toro in there. But and a no. great Ruffalo performance. So good. We love Ruffalo in that movie. Yes. Um. Anywho, so yeah. So what's your what do you rate in this thing? I would say coming out, I'm gonna give this a nice four and a half stars on the Brooke Solomon personal scale. Love to see great it. movie. I was really expecting to hit it with you know a three and a half. Mm-hmm. It totally surprised me much more than I remembered. Um. It's really good and it's really fun and it's super watchable, which I love. And hey, it's a Best Picture winner, so. A little bit of a boost, surprisingly. I would say on the queer quadrant, I'm gonna give it. It is a little lower. I'm gonna give it a two. Mm -hmm. I would say totally valid. Definitely not bad, but you know, not as good as it could have been. How about you? Yeah, uh, five out of five. Uh, Hell yeah! (laughs) Hard for me to look at this thing as critically as possible, but. Even in general, if I'm looking at it critically, I think this thing is just a masterpiece. I really do enjoy everything that Scorsese's putting forward in this. Uh, and on the queer quadrant, I would probably give it like a probably like a two and a half to a three. I'd probably say two and a half because it isn't so caked into it. But I think reading into it with a new point of view, I think really does help and really mm-hmm. adds a lot of layers to it because the Sullivan element of it, the overall, just like, as we've said, sort of queerness that pervades throughout this genre of film and sort of new England, you know, closeted. Yeah, it's fun sexuality. to talk about repression and exactly. suppression. And I mean, like this is a movie about like the complexities of living a life. That's not your own. You yes, know, like about it's a identity. double life. And so, if you're hiding your identity from, you know, the people around you, that's like your queerness. That's your sexuality. So much of that is just like that queer experience where you can't say who you really are. Yeah. I, I like that read a lot. Yeah. I really do. Thank you. That's awesome. We love this. Do you want to, you so good. Do guess you want to guess the letterbox yes. rating? Yeah. I'm just going to swing out of the gate. Haven't looked. I love this movie, but in my head, I'm like, maybe people don't love it as much, but I'm going to just say 4-1. No. Yes. 4-1. Lock it in. 4-2. Really? Yeah. You're oh, doing so I'm, good. I'm consistently like 0.1 off. Yeah. But it's great. That's a good. I'm, 
I'm very happy that it's a four two. That makes me so. It's up my there. Heart. Yay. This film is getting the appreciation it deserves. This really is. Um, so yeah. So I guess like where where should people follow you? Um, you should follow us on Twitter for more Jordan screaming about Boston sports and what it's like growing up in Massachusetts. Uh, so have fun with that. I am at Brooke B. Solomon. At Jordan H. Gus. And we are together at Queer Quadrant. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars only, or you're a fucking or rat, a and fucking we don't rat. want you. You know, you should tweet at us, tell us what you want us to cover, talk about what a complicated and shitty city Boston is. It'll be a great time. Great city. Bad, but also great. Yes. I love it with all my heart. You gotta have a little bit of Boston pride or you're not a true Bostonian. Exactly. You have to hate it to love it. Yes. So, Brooke, what are we covering next week? We are taking a little road trip. We're moving from Boston beep, to beep. the great crime-ridden city of Chicago. Da, 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 da. That's, That's not New that. York. Whatever. We're moving forward. Keep I going through it. I thought you were going I for thought. all that jazz, but all, it's not correct. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, We're covering this fabulous musical, which I fucking love. Great musical. Ooh, it's so good. We're probably going to sing. You're probably going to sing. I'm definitely not going to sing. I will sing that. Okay, you, we'll you do it that. We'll promise it 100%. It'll be really fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Any parting thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with? What the fuck is a microprocessor?